and welcome to Neither the Time Nor the Space, a podcast about Doctor Who. My name is David, and as always, I am joined by the authoritative Matt. Hello there. So, here we are at last. Um, the finale of Series 3, maybe just two out of three parts of the yeah. uh, finale, depending on how you want to count it. Uh, but we are talking about The Sound of Drums and Last of the Time Lords by Russell T. Davis. So... I guess do we do we want to do the old scale that that we've grown so accustomed to? Let, good episode, bad episode, or do, are we going to save let, your thoughts for let, now? I, I'd say good episode, some bad bits. I would definitely agree with that. Maybe, yeah. I would say the first episode is a good episode, some bad bits. The second episode is bad episode, some good bits. I think you've pretty much hit the nail on the head, there. I think there's going to be a lot of agreement in this episode yeah. as to where, like, where, what the stumbling blocks of uh, this story is. Um, but, but it's not, it's not a straight up disaster, is it? No, no, and it's a, a good premise. Yeah. And then it just takes such a weird left turn. Yeah. <laughs> it really like, does. Yeah. We'll get I, there. I think maybe because it's quite different to anything we've seen in the way... In fact, it's not, though. It's a bit like the Age of Steel at times. Yeah, yeah, I can see the parallel there. Oh, that was an interesting choice of words. That yeah. was accidental. But yes, no, um, absolutely. I think there are some similarities there. It definitely does feel like um, RTD is trying to do something different with his finales than what he's done mm. uh, with the previous series. Uh, so potentially mixed results, but there's certainly got a lot to talk about, isn't there? So, <laughs> so should we get stuck in? At the end of last episode, long yeah. story short, the Master's back. He's got yeah. the TARDIS. Yeah. Uh, the Doctor, Martha and Jack stranded. On this random planet at the end yeah. of time, and you were you were so into this cliffhanger because you said before cliffhangers in Doctor Who easily resolved, but this one they can't. You know they're obviously going to have to take some time digging into. Uh, Except they don't. They don't. No, they don't. I they just don't. totally forgot. Jack's got his own time machine. Yeah, he's got a vortex manipulator. I mean, it doesn't work, but but Doctor's the Doctor just a, fixes it. But he's got a magic wand, doesn't he? Sorry, yeah. sonic screwdriver. So um, yeah, so, so so yeah that. Cliffhanger, yeah, literally wasn't a cliffhanger. The first sixty seconds of the episode, it's just well, here we are in present day London, and then it immediately flashes back to like what was presumably a minute earlier for them. Yeah. They, they show the Doctor sonicking the, the vortex manipulator, bish bash bosh. Yeah. <laughs> there they are. There's even the future kind from last episode, yeah. Utopia, like banging on the door, breaking through. Yeah, yeah, like a and, full-on zombie apocalypse scenario. And if it was that dire. They'd be pushing on the door a lot more, but I think like the doctor's sort of got one leg in the <laughs> air, and you don't know what the strength of a of a time lord is. Yeah, fair play, <laughs> fair play. So yeah, they they're basically just in London. Yeah, and the first thing they see is a tramp or mm-hmm. a vagabond, whatever the correct yeah. term is, tapping on his metal cup. Yes, and don't worry, that plot thread goes nowhere. Does it? It's a very rhythmic that, tapping. That, that was a joke. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Basically, the tapping yeah. continues all the way through the episode. Yes, yeah. I, I was wor- I was genuinely... Uh, I, I was, you thought I'd missed the key plot point. I, I, did, I kind of did, to be honest. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so, yes, yeah. If, if you enjoy that particular rhythm, my goodness, you will hear a lot of it mm. uh, over the course of these episodes. And Martha realises they've missed the election. Yeah. Now... Obviously, 
within this scene, yeah. they work out that Mr. Saxon is the master. master yeah. We'd but already figured that out. If you've just come back from the end of time, would your first thought be, oh no, I forgot to vote? <laughs> um, probably not my first thought. I mean, I'll, I, I'm, I'm fairly politically active, so it probably would cross my mind at some point, but I don't know whether it would be the absolute first thing. I think it's more that Martha's just like, you know, that is obviously a means of establishing when they are because um, it had just been looming prior to her. No. I think they established it's, it's something like three days after she's first left with yes. the Doctor yeah. in sort of Earth terms. So, given the absolute clusterfuck that is British politics at the moment, yes. would voting for the Master be the lesser of two evils? Well, this you is could the have thing. Michael Gove or the Master yeah. knowing you're going to be enslaved by an alien overlord <laughs> who wants to use Earth to go to war. It's much of a muchness, isn't it? Um, how, how do we know Michael Gove isn't an alien? We genuinely don't. There is no way to tell for sure. I mean, have you seen these... Uh, uh, there's a fantastic sort of compilation of photographs of Michael Gove drinking a glass of water. Yes. And he he genuinely looks like a chimpanzee yeah. giving it a go for the first time in his life. It's astonishing. Yeah, there there are some so many weird parallels to our current political situation in this. There's the fact um, a couple of uh, scenes later in the cabinet office where he's talking to all of his cabinet ministers about how they all jumped ship from mm. their from their respective parties. Um, the the master has come in and not joined either Labour or the Conservatives, but he's formed his own party. The the Saxon party or whatever, and they've all kind of just swarmed to him because they saw their own parties going down in the polls. Kind of reminiscent of Change UK, <laughs> yeah. only successful in this case because um, it's the master and not using hypnotic <laughs> technology, uh, which I'm sure if Chukar and Muda had access to, he would undoubtedly oh. use. And also, I, I wanted to mention whilst we're on this subject... That that one of the the cameos in this episode, Anne Widdicombe, yes, doing the party political broadcast for the Master, and like obviously we now Anne Widdicombe, former Conservative politician, now joined the Brexit party, mm. shacked up with Nigel Farage. It's really eerily similar, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So where yeah. what a world. art imitating life? Yeah, but like fifteen years previously. Mm. It's bizarre. So, as we've said, Mr. Saxon's now the Prime Minister. Yep. And he addresses the nation saying Britain is sick and needs a doctor. Yes. And he looks down the camera at the doctor. Zero subtlety there. And I'm surprised no one else around him is just... I mean, I guess it's the hypnotic thing, but but you'd be like, it's a bit odd, isn't it? Yeah, bit odd. Like, if imagine if uh, if Theresa May had done that, like, looked yeah. straight down you, the camera just while giving like, a speech. Are, are you talking this, to me? Because like, I'm not a doctor. Yeah, doing <laughs> I this, think you're this, mistaken. It's like weirdly coded, specific mm. thing. Right, you might have to just clear up the next little bit for me. <laughs> I'll do my level best. I, I've put in my notes that Martha's sister Tish now works for Saxon. Yes, but did she always work for Saxon? No. in terms of. Lazarus, because no. they were associated. They do. They, it is established in lines of dialogue, but they are brief and throwaway. But right. basically, um, she she says that she got the call from Number Ten out of the blue, offering for her to work mm-hmm. there. So that was just the master pulling strings to get her there. And actually, I think they also mentioned that 
the master was basically behind her getting the job with Lazarus as well. Yes. Uh, because obviously Lazarus's um, technology does factor into this episode later on. So, um, so yeah, he's he, the master's basically been using Tish now that he's got an awareness of Martha Jones being the Doctor's companion. He's obviously looking for ways to get to the Doctor through Martha. So, as we've said, Mr. Saxon meets with the Cabinet, his advisors, and then just kills them. Yes. Just kills them. I love this scene. Because it's so unhinged, isn't it? Yeah, but how did they not know they were going to be gassed? He kept dropping subtle hints. <laughs> Like, oh, it'd be a shame if yeah. something happened to you. Yeah, let's have a gas. And then, and and then, uh, the, the 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 kicker really should have been the point where he dons the gas mask. Yeah, and and they say to him, "What's the gas mask for?" He says, "Well, because of the gas." Yeah, that's the point at which you then run. But I guess, I guess the thing is, there, the, you know, it's politicians are idiots. They they think they're sitting pretty. They're in the cabinet office. You know, they've just won a landslide victory at the election. Yes, their new leader seems to be a tad eccentric, but, you know. <laughs> but yeah, no, of course, he, he, yeah, gasses the lot of them. No need for them. And once he's gassed them, he sort of taps a rhythm on the table. Yeah. I mean, it's strange beats, that we've got all yeah. these unlinked instances of people tapping. Yeah. I'm sure it doesn't go anywhere. No, so, we cut back to the Doctor, and he and Jack uh, begin researching Saxon. Yeah. The Doctor's obviously aware of the Master, he's not aware of Saxon and his impact on this time. Yeah. And they sort of dismiss Martha at this point. She's just sort of in the background, and they're almost talking in Doctor speak. And yeah, she's, she's a bit, shunned She's a bit somewhat. excluded, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. And then we're sort of jumping between scenes. Mm. There's a journalist who oh, yeah. seems intrigued by Saxon's wife. Yeah, I think. It, did they ever say their husband and wife, or just yes? Compact? No, they do, they do. Yeah, and obviously that takes the um, takes the doctor by surprise when he sees the the, the broadcast of them getting off the plane, and uh, he's like, "Master's wife." Mm. You know, this is obviously new new ground, and I think doesn't he refer to her? I, don't, I forget which point it is, but he refers to her as his faithful companion. Yeah. In quite so there's a, like uh, a nice parallel between yeah, the Doctor definitely. and his friends. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as far as the journalist is concerned, um, yeah, she's sort of, she's trying to get past Tish uh, to get to Lucy Saxon um, and says, oh, it's just like a puff piece. It's just like an mm. interview. And, and at first Lucy's very reticent to see the journalist and then she's, she sort of plays her hand a bit more and is like oh well you know the headline's already written the power behind the throne you know kind of bigging her up to basically be sort of like right. I should say Britain's first lady but yeah hypothetical situation yeah you're walking home from work yeah I don't know you take a wrong turn yeah you witness some sort of alien Time Lord comes out of nowhere yeah and says well don't worry about it I'm a Time Lord I'll deal with it would you like to be my companion? Right? <laughs> and you accept. Yeah. But it's the master, not the doctor. Mm. How far would you go before you realised he's the evil one? Because the doctor does a bit of killing. <laughs> Every now and then, and he dabbles. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> is the master really so bad? 
It's just basically the only race he wants to kill are the humans. The Doctor's wiped out other races. Mm, he certainly has, uh, including his own. Yeah, so... Um, is the Master the good guy? <laughs> I think the point is that it's it's not clear-cut, and it's something that, as we get later into this episode, I think... I mean, obviously his actions are reprehensible, but partly because of their history, because they are... Though they, they have different motivations, they are in many ways cut from the same cloth, the mm. Doctor and the Master. I think it does make for an interesting comparison. And I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but the Master basically achieves what the Doctor wants. He just does it in, you know... Very different fashion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, arguably, it, yeah. The Doctor needs to get off his high horse. <laughs> so, in between... The interview between the journalist and Saxon's wife. Yeah. When we come back to the doctor researching Saxon, yeah. we get a few messages from celebrities we've already discussed, Dan Widdicombe, oh, endorsing yes. Mr. Yes. Saxon. Yeah. Did you recognise the other two? Because they very much aged this episode. I don't know that I did clock them, to be honest. So we have Sharon Osborne at first. Right, okay. Saying she voted Saxon. I think that's one that I thought might have been from EastEnders, but I guess isn't. No, no, no. no. It was Sharon Osbourne. Sharon Osbourne, right. And the yeah. next one is McFly. <laughs> that, I would never have recognised them in a minute. That dates this episode. Oh, I mean, it certainly does. Some McFly songs are really good, but yeah. they're just not as prominent. I think one of them yeah. won I'm a Celebrity. Maybe. Well done. Um, but <laughs> Well but, done, McFly. <laughs> yeah, good job. Um... Yeah, no, I love that though. I love, I love a celebrity cameo that very mm. specifically dates an episode of Doctor and, Who. Yeah, this would have been peak Osborns as well. I guess it I don't would know have if been. she'd have been doing X Factor, yeah. but certainly would have been on the MTV Osborne yeah. show. Yeah. So the journalist basically plays her hand and says, "I don't think Saxon's real. His story doesn't line up with." You yeah. Know, a lot what, of what, yeah. What? Yeah. Once she's got uh, Lucy alone. And, is, yeah. and she's basically trying to save her. And she says, yeah. and she's like, you're in great danger. And you can see the hesitation and doubt playing across Lucy's face mm. for a moment. But then she sort of snaps back, doesn't she? Mm. And says, like, I made my decision. And then and out of the corner of the room, yeah. Mr. Saxon appears. Yeah. And he summons... Like flying orbs, yeah. That's that, that's, that's what they basically are. what they are. Yeah. They're yes. they're a bit nondescript. Yeah, I in... think he just refers to them as his friends at this point. Yes, yeah. Um, and... and they've got like sort of creepy, like they're they're adult voices, but they talk a bit like children. Yeah, yeah. How how did you find the joke when Mister Saxon and his wife leave the room? He orders the orbs to kill the journalist. Yeah. How did you find that joke? Um, the, yeah, so the, the whole comedy business with opening, opening and closing, and closing the, the door. door. So we hear That's a scream, it. he yeah. closes the door, yeah. a few seconds later, opens the door, the scream's continuing. I can see why on the page it might have seemed like a good idea, but I think by the time I got to the editing room, I might have considered just snipping that bit out. Or at least maybe just doing the one open and close... So he does like two or three times, yeah. and it overeggs the pudding somewhat, doesn't it? But yeah, I, but I, what it does do is it, it, it you can Im- see how it's imbuing the master with this kind of malevolence humor, mm. like 
In the same way that the Doctor is this sort of wacky, eccentric character, we are seeing the Master as equally eccentric, but just insane. incredibly evil and insane. Yeah. Like, like he really is just like an unhinged version of the Doctor. So, yeah. So, once he's killed her, he alludes to part of his plan that's known as Archangel. Or Archangel. Yeah. yeah. The Archangel Network. Yeah. yeah. And at this point, it's just named. It's not explained yeah. what that could be. Yeah. So, back with the Doctor. He says Saxon has been in the present for the past 18 months mm. as a maximum. And as they're discussing, Martha begins to tap in the same rhythm as yeah. the tram yeah. and as Saxon. And the Doctor immediately picks up on it, doesn't he? Yeah. And sort of says, yeah. you know... Does he even, like, theorise that it could be, like, a form of mind control at this point? Because... Uh, I'm not certain. Yeah. He definitely addresses it and yeah. says that it... Because they, they, they do mention in here, and this is very much rooted in Classic Who, that, you know, the doc, uh, the Master has hypnotic tendencies. Mm-hmm. It's one of the key differences. Um, the, the Doctor has never shown any hypnotic abilities. Right. But the Master consistently has, from his first incarnation seen on screen in the Pertwee years. So, in many ways, this is a, a modern updating of that sort of trope of master stories. Right. And that he has this ability to kind of sway people on a hypnotic so, level. Once the Doctor's addressed that, Saxon appears on the news again. This time he says he's been contacted by aliens. It's first contact for Earth. Yeah. And he says that they're called the Toclophane. Yeah. Which the Doctor sort of hints at as being... Like a childhood story from yeah, Gallifrey, think, like yeah, the bogeyman. He, yeah, that's, that's the the uh, analogy he uses. Yeah, so it's just this kind of nonsense word, basically. Mm. Um, and the master again directly stares into the camera, but this time addresses Martha. Yeah. So he says, I think he mentions a few occupations. Says yeah. it doesn't matter whether you're this, that, or the other, yeah. or well, even a medical, medical student. student. At which point, like. The, the the music kind of ramps up and they like spin around the TV uh, like you know the doctor suddenly goes into high panic mode spins around the TV and we see a really massive conspicuous beeping bomb how how did they not first of all <laughs> how did they know it was there you know, someone says something on the news, yeah. and the Doctor goes, oh, there must be a bomb on the back of the TV. I th- the the implication there is that the Doctor knows the Master well enough, that he knows the sort of games he plays, and the sort of... that he He's basically... The reason he's dropping that is there, because he knows the Doctor and Martha are watching, and he is kind of reveling in the sort of... Um, the cat and mouse of it, if mm. you like. So it's it's just like it's the doctor's just spidey, spidey senses, then, isn't it? In terms of the bomb itself, it, if I asked a five year old <laughs> to draw a bomb, yeah, because it's like sticks of cartoon dynamite. Yeah, it is. It's, it's pure. It's pure Looney Tunes. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's not great. But so, anyway, so but they leg it out of Martha's house. Yeah, and, uh, and it house probably, blows up. Yep. Yeah. Um, quite good effects. Yes, yeah, I'm decent. And uh, at this point, the episode just kind of goes a bit haywire for ten minutes, doesn't it? Yeah, it's really high octane so, stuff. Once out the house, she calls her mom, and yeah. her mom and dad. It's hinted at that yeah. they're back together, 
having a nice time. Yeah, Martha, yeah. Martha picks to... up that that isn't the case. Her mum yeah. and dad don't get along. Yeah, just never point. in a million years would, would, I think she says, we get back together with so, him. So she knows it's a, it's a ploy. The phone is given to Martha's dad, yeah. who immediately tells her there's people there. Yeah. The phone's being listened yeah. to. Well, he doesn't even really get a chance to do that. He just he just says, uh, she, Martha says to him, yes or no, are there other people there? And he just yells, yes, run. And you know what? That The guy who plays Martha's dad, he gets almost nothing to do over the course of this series. But that moment really stands out for me. It, I, the, 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 the tension and the... the the impact of that, the dramatic impact of that moment is what I think carries like the next five minutes of just insane screeching around in cars and machine guns blasting. And Mm. if he, if he didn't have that, if he didn't sell that intensity, then I don't think it would, I think this whole bit would have fallen a bit flat. So yeah, I I credit where credit's due. That moment I think is actually really pivotal. Because I know I'm guilty of saying every episode of Doctor Who has them running around for a bit. Yeah. Nice change of pace. In this one, they drive around. <laughs> they for do. A bit. They drive around. Uh, chased yep. by the police. The police opening fire. Yeah. And Saxon manages to hack Martha's phone. Yeah. Speaks to the doctor. Now, this was quite a good bit. I quite yeah, like this bit. Yeah. Yeah. This is their first proper conversation, I feel like, mm. um, since the master became himself again. Mm. Um, and yeah, it, it kind of it slows down a bit, and we really get we get a bit of a. Even if you're not a classic fan, I feel like you can feel the weight of the history between yeah. these characters. So we we find out that the master. I mean, you've mentioned last episode. The last time we saw him was the film, the Paul McGann. Yes. Film. Yeah. Um. So I'm assuming that didn't end well for the master i can't remember it it never ends well for the master and he the reason he's back is he was resurrected to win the time war yeah so is that simply that he was such a renegade that no one would be willing to go to the lengths he was yeah to win yeah the war? time lords were effectively kind of using him as a weapon yeah because <clears throat> the time lords obviously their their central credo is non-intervention mm-hmm. except for where it suits them yeah. Um and um yeah, the 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 master is like a, a, a useful tool for them effectively. Um uh, and it's interesting that they use the word resurrect because um unlike the doctor, the master's regenerations are not firmly established. Like when we meet the original actor portraying the the master, uh, Roger Delgado, the master, I think he's already on like one of his last regenerations, right? Um, and pretty much all throughout, one of the, the key things motivating the master throughout the classic series is the fact that he's always trying to buy more time, find some way to cheat the system because obviously time wars have a limited number of regenerations, and he's ba- he's basically used all of his up, and so he's just finding ways to cheat the system effectively. So. Resurrect is the right term. He should be dead. Right. You know, when he was last left off, he was he was done again. But in classic comic book style, the master is one of those characters that, however dead he is, he's like the <laughs> like the chicken from Family Guy. 
where every fight ends with him dead. Yeah. And then just one of his fingers will twitch or something. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. So, one of the lines that the Master uses... And this could be a throwaway line. It could be something from Classic Hill. I'm not certain. Right. He says he was there when the Dalek Emperor took control of the Cruciform. Does that mean anything, or is that it's just time war nonsense? Right. So that's nothing yeah. to do with Classic Hill. No, that is that is in that that beautiful gap that RTD created between uh, the the Paul McGann movie and uh, Chris Ruckelson's first episode, where this entire epic, completely unfilmable war has taken place and he will just occasionally pepper in little details like that so who knows what that looked like what the cruciform was you know and he ends his recount of the time war by saying the reason he used the chameleon arc was he was scared he had to run from the war yeah he ain't all that he ain't so tough Doctor's just got to scare him into being an old man again. (laughs) Maybe that was going to be his end goal. That'd be good if that's how it ended. If the Doctor just scared him so much he became an old (laughs) old man man. again. Just turned back into Derek (laughs) Jacoby. Yeah. Uh, Have you ever been so scared you turned into an old man? I think I've been an old man since the age of about 12. So, you know. (laughs) So, Saxon acknowledges the tapping we've seen so far this episode mm-hmm. and says that he constantly hears the sound of drums. He hears the drums yeah. of war yeah. and that's what's driving him on. And we did actually see this even in the last episode, Utopia, when whenever um, uh, Professor Yana had his little space out moments, you could hear that dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum yeah. rhythm uh, in the background. Now, the Doctor, Martha and Jack yeah. are now identified as terrorists. Yes. They see themselves on the news. So uh, they just have to peg it. Yeah. And the master says that they can't count on Torchwood. He sent them on a wild goose chase. Yeah, I think Up this is... The our... Himalayas, I think he yeah, says. Yeah, I, th- I think that's referencing, obviously, some episode of maybe towards the end of the last, of the first season of Torchwood or something. Mm-hmm. I've, I've not watched that far, but evidently that was the way of writing them out of the story so that you know, fans yeah. watching they following both series. Come along and yeah. save the day. Yeah. So another bit you'll have to explain to me. I'll do yeah. I'll I couldn't work out whether this was serious or a joke. Yeah. The doc I keep saying the doctor, the master yeah. is watching television. Yeah. And he watches Teletubbies. Yes. And he he seems to think they're the next step in human evolution. And I couldn't work out if he genuinely thought that, or if he was just being so stupid. Um, there is a scene in The Sea Devils, mm-hmm. which is a uh, John Pertwee era Doctor Who story. The Master is being held uh, on in a uh, secure prison cell um, on a little island, uh, and but you know it's it's a sort of you know. One of those sort of like nice enough prisons where you know he's got a little TV and he's mm-hmm. you know got a little exercise machine and stuff like that, and um, he sat on his uh, uh, prison bed watching his little TV, and he's watching an episode of The Clangers, right? And he's just sort of watching with sort of intense fascination, and again, it's ambiguous as to whether he 
he knows that it's a children's show, <laughs> right? Or whether he's just watching some footage of some. I suppose alien given creature. the crazy aliens he's yeah. seen, the clangers would probably be pretty tame. Yeah. So I am. I don't know for a hundred percent, but I would be amazed if that wasn't a very conscious reference to that right. scene from the Sea Devils. Oh, that's a bit cooler than I thought. I yeah. just thought. What a plonker. Yeah, yeah, but also, it's, if you think, what a plonker, that's a perfectly legitimate takeaway from that yeah. scene, isn't it? Yeah. Um, um, so, whilst they're on the run, the Doctor, Martha and Jack hide in an abandoned building. Yeah. And the Doctor starts to talk about the Citadel of the Time Lords. Yeah, and this is our first time actually seeing it's certainly depictions my, of Gallifrey. certainly my yeah. first experience. Yeah. What did you think? It's basically Earth, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, big houses, <laughs> big houses, big clothes, basically Earth. <laughs> I can't believe that's you. <laughs> this is meant to be like this, maj- you've got these beautiful, rugged, burnt orange mountains, this, yeah. this majestic citadel under a glass dome. Right, but it's basically Earth. If you look at like, look at other... Like, famous fictional cities. If you look at Riverdale from Lord of the Rings, uh-huh. basically Earth. <laughs> yep. Right? You look at the bottle city of Kandor, uh-huh. where the Kryptonians live in Superman. Yeah. I mean, even if you look at the planet Krypton, basically, basically Earth. Earth. Right. Look at the planet from Avatar, uh-huh. basically Earth. You're... Are you sure science fiction and fantasy are the right genres for you? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, it was just... It was basically just like Earth, but a bit weird. Mm-hmm. But in the process, we do, we learn a bit more about uh, the Doctor and the Master's relationship yes. and their history, yeah. and so, and also um, how Time Lords are made, basically. Yeah. So it it wasn't necessarily orphans, was it? It was just children. Yeah. Were taken, and they look into the void. The of... untempered schism. Right. Is the name of it. And it's basically all of time and space. Yeah, it's they're basically looking directly into the time vortex. So um, you can either hack it or you go mad. Pretty much. Well, the Doctor could said, hack it, the well, Master went mad. Well, the, he said there were three options. You know, some, He said some were inspired, some would run away, and some would just go mad. Mm-hmm. The implication being, yeah, Master went mad, and Martha asked what happened to the Doctor, and he said, oh, I ran away. I've been running ever since. So there you go. Um, again, it's just like Earth. It's like the world of work. Some people are inspired, <laughs> some run away, and some are driven mad. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but yeah, so so that is... that. I don't know how much of that is brand new mm-hmm. to, the, to the sort of law. The, the Time Lord at the Academy, that is established from Classic Who, for right. sure. I think the Untempered Schism is a new edition by RTD... And certainly the the sort of that being the origin of the if you like of the master's madness that is something he's kind of added into the canon right at this stage. So whilst the group are opening up to one another, yeah, uh, Jack admits that he works for Torchwood. The Doctor's pretty upset about this. Yeah, he thinks he it's it he thinks it's old Torchwood. Yeah. But Jack says that he's rebuilt it, and he rebuilt it in the Doctor's honour. Yeah. He wanted it to be a force for good, yeah. whilst the Doctor's off-world, out of time, whatever. Mm. I mean, it's early days in terms of what we've seen of Torchwood, but 
is it really a force no. for good? No, that, the Doctor's a pretty classic character. <laughs> They're just like people hanging out in a sewer. <laughs> Sometimes murdering folk. Yeah. Just I to mean, see if a magic glove works. Yeah, when we watched them, they didn't really do anything like altruistically good, did they? Not really. Just sort of I mean, one of them was like around. date raping people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I think Jack might need to look a bit more closely at the work he's been doing. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Um, and we find out at this point also that Archangel is a phone network. Um, 15 satellites around the earth and the rhythm, the constant tapping, the rhythm of the drums is as we've sort of alluded to hypnotising people yes. in a way so they don't say it's outright hypnotism it's more like coercion Yes, it's, it's not like, making it's like... people do things against their will it's no. just planting ideas yeah, it's, it's kind of this low level um, the retuning of their brains basically to make them more receptive to the master's plans, yeah, effectively. Right. The next little bit, I think, requires a bit of discussion. Okay. So, the Doctor makes, I've just put in my notes, magic keys. But it's... <laughs> yeah. It's the TARDIS keys. Yes. You can use them. It's the same technology that hides the TARDIS in plain yeah, the sight. the perception filter. To hide them yeah. in plain sight. Yeah. And... Martha says, oh, it's like when you fancy someone and they don't know you exist. And Jack sort of looks at her and goes, oh, you too. Yeah. So Jack's in love with the Doctor as well. Yeah, seems that way. I wish he was in love with me. I mean, I'll be honest, Jack's Jack's kind of... In love with everyone. Yeah, exactly. He's, at the very least, he's um, he's open to the idea. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't set too much by that but yeah another little sort of underscoring of uh, what has been a key part of Martha's story arc mm. so so the next thing to happen is the American president arrives yeah. to discuss the aliens and he says unit are now in charge Yeah. do you remember when American presidents were like authority figures what, like in a few years ago when yeah. Obama was in charge. Yeah, in uh, in the media and stuff, and you could yeah. like portray them. And... It was always like Robert Redford. Yeah, or Tommy Lee Jones, or like Morgan Freeman. I think has been a an American I'm president sure a few times. Point. Yeah, but he yeah, was, he was friends. the president in in Air Force One. I can't remember. I don't know. But anyway, but yeah, it would be it would be like a distinguished. Older gentleman, yeah, who yeah. just has this sort of natural gravitas. Mm. Anyway, not yeah. nowadays, <laughs> but but that's the kind of that's the tropey American president that we get in this case. Yeah, um, yeah, and they, he suggests first contact needs to be on an aircraft carrier. It can't yeah. take place on sovereign soil. Yeah, I mean, how can they dictate that to the aliens? I don't know. I mean, I know <laughs> that the aliens speak English. Yeah, but. They they could be hostile. You can't tell them what to do. Well, they said in their little uh, little introduction that they that they come bearing like gifts and technology and peace. All they ask in return is their friendship. So uh, the humans' friendship. So presumably they're on the level, and uh, they'd be happy to meet us on our terms. But yeah, I, I mean, it's not just any t- um, airship though, is it? It's a school of Spain. Spain. It's a helicarrier. It's it's a yeah, it's well, a Marvel style helicarrier. The, th- the thing is, a lot of people's minds will go to. Yeah. 
the shield helicarrier. Yeah. Mine went elsewhere. Now, this is a niche, niche reference. And yeah, go on. You may or may not know this. In the, I'm going to say early 90s, where G.I. Joe and violent Saturday morning, yeah. like Mask and Transformers. Yeah. You know, where basically everyone rode around on motorbikes that turned into tanks. Yeah, that that era. The, there was one. Quality television. Yeah. There was one called The Ring Raiders. And they had, you could, certainly I had some of the Ring Raider toys that was a ring that you'd wear on your finger. Uh-huh. That had a little jet plane. Like a fighter jet. Oh. And they had, it was called the Air Carrier Justice. Wow. And that was the base where the Ring Raiders lived. Yeah. And I remember when I bought the toys, it came with a cassette. Like a little story about the Ring Raiders that you could listen to. Amazing. And the theme music was fucking banging. I remember none of this. I don't know whether this is just because you are like two, one and a half, two years older than me, something yeah. like that. And I think it's maybe just in that very narrow window <laughs> that I missed the glory out on years when Transformers and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were popular. Yeah. So there were hundreds. So yeah, do you remember so Dino Riders? Road. I do remember Dino Riders. Visionaries, Guardians of the White Light ringing the vaguest of bells but I could just be filling in something there, else there was hundreds Mask yeah. Mask was a good one yeah uh, different it, times it's like it? when you got the Power Rangers then you got VR Troopers Mask Rider Big Bad Beetleborgs yeah there's always just like <laughs> ones yeah. scuttling away following the trend um, but yeah but anyway so I think nowadays, yeah, you show that that the the Valiant, as it's called in yeah. this episode of Doctor Who, to anyone, they are immediately going to think uh, the Helicarrier from Avengers, yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. Now, I mentioned it earlier that they drive around for a bit, yeah. Once they're on the Helicarrier, don't worry, they do run around for a bit. Oh, absolutely, of course they do. Okay, so before that, Martha's family are brought to Saxon by the police, yeah, and. The Doctor, Martha and Jack teleport onto the aircraft carrier. Yeah. Once they've run around for a bit, they find the TARDIS. Or, or what used to be the TARDIS. <sighs> yes, because it's so, been... Uh, well, sort of... they, they say it's cannibalised mm. itself. And it becomes a paradox machine. I mean, it, to me, it mostly looks like some chicken wire and some red lighting, but... <laughs> yeah, it... I mean, we always know red lighting is bad. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's near enough exactly the same. I, I think it's a red. shame. It, it, it's purely because, obviously, they need to preserve that set. They've only yeah. got the one TARDIS interior. It's a bloody expensive set. Yeah. And they can't do too much damage to it. So, um, so it's a shame that they couldn't do more to signify the the way in which the, do- uh, the Master has um, abused it. But anyway, yeah, he's... he's um, Turned it into what the Doctor refers to as a paradox machine. Yeah, and the paradox machine is set to begin working two minutes after first contact. Yeah. I think, is it 8.02 in the morning? Yeah. Now, the next bit, 
I feel like I'm asking a lot of questions. No, 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 that's fine. It's a, it's an RTD Doctor Who finale. There are lots of questions to be asked. I've got another <laughs> note. The Doctor plans to use his perception key yep. on Saxon to remove the perception of Saxon and people say that he's not real. That doesn't make any sense. No, that's it working. That's, that's it. working in reverse. Yeah. But he basically he plans to put the key on Saxon for some reason. Does he? Yeah. I maybe zoned out at that point. To be honest, yeah, I don't remember that. Sat but in the room, I'm not doubting you. They sat in the room prior to first contact, and the president stood at the top, getting ready yeah. to give an address. Yeah, Saxon's sort of sat in the crowd, being a total yeah. dick, and the doctor's like sneaking up as if he's going to put the key over his head, but it doesn't make any sense why you'd do that. I guess if he well, it, it effectively erases him from the moment. But only, so, that only works if the Doctor's going to like bundle him into a, a bag and carry him off and shoot him. Well, maybe that was the next part of his plan. We'll never know. Mm. But instead, like because like, the uh, the American president, it's worth pointing out the reason he's here is he's kind of trying to co-opt this first contact moment, basically. Yeah. And I do like the line, actually, the, like the one good line that character gets, where the master says to him, something along the lines of, "So, uh, you're in charge now, are you?" And uh, the president says, "Since Britain elected an ass, yes, we are." Yeah. And well, that's it. He's, yeah, he's there. Is it on behalf of the UN? Because yeah. the UN just don't trust or particularly like Saxon. I think so. Yeah, yeah. So once the Toclophane appear, yeah. They refuse to acknowledge the president. They say they'll only respond to the master. And they kill the president. Yeah. So they have like... Live on TV around the world. They have like sticky out knives. Yeah. And also little lasers. Mm. I think it's a laser they use in the case of the president. Um, So, yeah. Once... That's obviously a bit of a game changer. Just straight up murdering the president on live TV. Yeah. And once... He's killed. The Doctor takes his key off so the Master can see him. Yeah. And they have their first confrontation. Like face to face. Yeah. And the Master has a laser screwdriver, not a sonic. And he sort of laughs at the notion anyone would have a sonic screwdriver. Yeah. And he uses it to, quote unquote, kill Jack. Can I just say boo to the laser screwdriver? Really? Just boo. Yeah, I'm not a fan. I think has, again, has he always is, had that, no, or is never. that just simply that to is, put him on level pegging with the doctor? Yeah, yeah, and that's one of the things I don't like. I think that's just me as a as a curmudgeonly classic fan coming out there and just being like, laser screwdriver. That's mm. just. But they wanted to sell more toys, and you know, the the master, the master has never been afraid to carry weapons. So that's one of the key differences between him and the doctor. The doctor, obviously. Doesn't carry weapons. Doesn't you know? The sonic screwdriver can do a lot of things. It can't directly kill anything. Mm. Um, and um, but obviously the the master has no such qualms. And so in the classic series, you often see him like toting a gun or whatever. But in this case, they decided let's go with laser screwdriver. So yeah, right. So we then have the master explain that he's going to use Lazarus's technology rather than to rejuvenate. He's going to age the Doctor 100 years. Yeah. Which he does. And yeah. Just like when we talked about Family of Blood, the the old man makeup 
is a lot better than the old man makeup we had for Lazarus. <laughs> yeah, they, clearly they had a limited. They knew they had over the course of the series three key like man man makeups. makeups that they had to do, and they put all the money into the David Tennant one yeah. and not into the Mark Gatiss one. Yeah. So he he basically is a, an old man. He is, yeah. I'm pretty sure it is basically the exact same like old man design that they had mm. for uh, Family of Blobbers as well. But so the master says. If the Doctor knew who the Toclafin were, his hearts would break. Yeah. I thought at this point that they could be other Time Lords. Yeah. Because they keep alluding to the fact there's only two, but then the Master has all these allies. I think that is a deliberate red herring. I right. think the, the RTD definitely wants you to be thinking along those lines. Because of course it would, you know. What 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 is the one big um, regret that the Doctor's been carrying around with him since Episode One? What's what's the thing that you know that's kind of like every time David Tennant is like staring into the middle distance with his sad puppy dog eyes, it's because he's thinking about the Time Lords and yeah. Oh, I'm the last of my kind. Yeah. So, <laughs> right. Naturally, the episode ends then with the Master shouting, "Here come the drums." Yeah. He rips open time and space. Yeah. The Toclophane flood through. Starts playing some fucking, I don't know what it is, electro oh, song. Oh, it's that, uh, Here Comes the Drums, yeah. Baby. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't heard that song in a long time. I didn't like it at the time. No. I don't like it now. It's abrasive, isn't it? It yeah. doesn't feel, I mean. Voodoo Child, it's yeah. called. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. It's, again, I feel like it's RTD just cramming in a song that he likes into an episode of Doctor Who and the Uh, rest of us just have to deal with that um, the Toclophane are going to kill one tenth of the population firing lasers everywhere Yeah, and the episode ends with Martha teleporting away and she sees London on fire Yeah. so the Toclophane because he he specifically says he's going to decimate the population and then takes that literally removes one tenth so it's it's like a sort of Thanos light scenario yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's where the first episode ends yeah so, so you know the doctor it's... is old and decrepit Martha's, Martha's running away yeah um, Jack's dead yeah and the master wins so, so it would seem so episode 13 now last of the time worlds opens one year later did you expect that? No, I, wa- I watched these on consecutive nights. Yeah. And as soon as it said one year later, I was just like, oh, this is like Avengers Endgame all over again. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it, we've, we've been referencing Avengers a lot so far. And there, mm. there are parallels to be drawn, aren't there? Avengers is better, though, isn't it? You can't say <laughs> Okay. This is the culmination of yeah. the first three series. Yeah. It's not better than the culmination of the Marvel Cinematic I think you, I think it's an unfair comparison to make. No, it's not. They're, uh, look, they're, they're, they're not aiming to do the same things. They are. Entertain. On that level, you could compare anything to anything. Yeah, like, it... <laughs> let's compare this to Street Magicians. We can do it. <laughs> Okay, which comes out on top? This or all street magicians? Street magicians. All street magicians. Yeah, like the worst street magicians. Apart from the ones that are like they look like little wizards sat on a fl- like holding a stick and like they're floating, but they're just sat on a little chair. 
They're the, they're the worst ones. <laughs> but yeah, right. Anyway, you, you so in the year that's passed between these two episodes, planet Earth is now closed. So I'm assuming first contact wasn't the only contact, and we've just shut our doors to anyone else coming. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. Um, and toclophane round every corner. Yeah, the, the, the huddled masses living in fear. It's a, yeah, it's a grim scenario. So, we open with a man stood on the shore. He's waving a lantern. He's beckoning a boat. Yeah. Would you say a conspicuously handsome man as well? Yeah. Like, he's just so generically handsome. Yeah, and doesn't really develop in any way as a character. Not at all. So the man... At the very least, you think, like, he's going to cop off with Martha by the end of it. But he yeah. doesn't. So it's anyway. Tom Millingham. That's yeah. the character's name. Tom... Milligan, sorry. Tom Milligan. And the boat that arrives on the shore is smuggling Martha back in to Britain. Yeah. She's been away for a year and she's come to see a lady called Professor Doherty. Yeah. 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 And in the year that's passed, Martha's now revered as a hero. Yes. And she's like she's a bit like John Connor. She's like the resistance leader. Well, you say that, but when she cuz um, Tom Milligan says, I've, I've heard stories about you, Martha Jones. And she's like, oh yeah, what stories? And it basically just sounds like she's been on a gap year. Yeah, no, just no, like... no one ever does says anything. They're just yeah. like, oh, we've heard about you in Russia. Yeah, you, you, went, to, you went to Russia. Yeah, I hear that you walked across America. Like, yeah. I mean, you probably got blisters, but yeah, like... there's, no, there's no indication that she's done anything. No, no. <laughs> because... I mean, it's alluded to later. They still haven't worked out how to kill the Toclophane. So she's not been on, like, a slaying mission around the world. Certainly not. You know, and the Master's still in power. But maybe um, maybe she's just playing her cards close to her chest. Uh, she could be just keeping hope alive. Who knows? Like well, a... we'll find out, won't we? So, the Master is ruling now from the flying aircraft carrier. Yep, he the still Valiant... Has... Yeah, yeah, he's still got the Doctor and Martha's family as his prisoners. Yeah. And although we, I don't think we see it in the first episode, a little thread that carries through this episode yeah. is that before she teleported away, the Doctor spoke to Martha. He told her something, and she's going to use that to Oh, win. yeah, yeah, yeah. We, but just before she teleports, we do, we do see him whisper yeah. in her ear. Now, on the aircraft carrier... Jack is chained up. He he's in prison basically. He's yeah. fed mushed swede. He's three times yeah, a but day. But God bless him. He's he's jacking it up a storm in there. Like he's mm. still like cracking jokes. And, and is he shirtless when he's strung up? I think he might be. Yeah, yeah. Just to make him as handsome as ever. Yeah. And we get this shot of Martha's family moving throughout. Yeah. The aircraft carrier. Yeah. And I've put in my notes that they have some sort of three finger code. Yeah. So as Martha's dad, I think he's sweeping the floor, but he has three fingers held up mm. as he's holding the broom. Yeah. And mum does the same. And yeah. as Tish takes food to Jack, she does the same. And uh, it's also worth pointing out that in addition to, you know, making them perform menial chores, he's like, you know, got them, certainly at least the women are like dressed in French made outfits. And mm. so 
it is deeply uncomfortable yeah. that he's basically enslaved this black family. Yes. To um, and the 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 episode doesn't exactly hang a lamp shade over it, but you know that subtext is there to see if you look for it. So. so. The reason they have this three-finger code is whilst the Master's readying at the Earth for war, at three o'clock, Jack frees himself. The Doctor steals the laser screwdriver, and they're about to break free until we realise that the laser screwdriver only works for the Master. Yes. Isomorphic controls. Mm. So, having realised that he's won again, Mm -hmm. he just starts shouting at the Doctor loads, really nastily. Yeah. So this is where maybe the first time we see him go from clever scheming villain to just barbaric, nasty. Yeah, there is just a vindictiveness Mm. to his uh, behaviour, isn't there? Um, And is this the point where he uh, gives the Doctor a second dose? Yeah, so Martha meets up with Professor Doherty. Oh, yeah. yeah. She is trying to get a television to work, and when she does, it tunes in to show the Master... Ages the Doctor again. Yeah. And I think, does he age him another 900 years? Well, what he does, it, it specifically, rather than aging him further, what he de- says is, what if I suspend your ability to regenerate? Right. So what we are actually seeing is the combined lifespan of all previous nine incarnations of the Doctor, plus this aged version of the current one, all crammed into the current body. Right. Okay. So, which is why... You say, the, you say the current body. Yeah. Which is he why turned, he ends up like... Like a weird little golem yeah. creature. He's like Dobby the house elf. This, I was I was going to quiz you on whether you could guess what the fandom generally refers to this as. Oh, uh, is it Dr. Dobby? It's, yeah, yeah, the Dobby Doctor. Right. Yeah. It's fair to say, it's not the one of, one of the more beloved aspects of uh, Modern Who. No, but the CGI is pretty good. The CGI is great. I just wish I, I, it didn't exist. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably go as far as to say it's the best CGI we've maybe seen. It's up there. They certainly put a lot of time and effort. I, and I don't want to knock the the hard work of anyone who worked on those scenes. But as a piece of writing, as a concept, I fucking hate this. <laughs> I really well, do. One person that doesn't hate it is Martha. She's yeah. just glad the Doctor's still alive. Yeah. And she has information on how to kill the Toclophage. Yeah, she's oddly relaxed about the whole situation, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah, she never really gets any distress, I would well, say. I mean, well, episodes. I guess, because... Oh, she's pretty het up in, seri- in the first episode, I would say. <laughs> it, but at this point, now that she's obviously had a little whispered moment with the Doctor, she does seem like, you know, someone on a mission. We don't know what that mission is, but it seems like she does have a plan. Hmm. So, yeah. So, they need to recreate the situation. There's only one known instance where a Toclophane's been killed. It was struck by lightning. Yeah, yeah. So, Martha and Tom go away to lure one of the Toclophane's fears. Yeah. And they trap it. So, they have like a gate of lightning. <laughs> yeah. Which oh. then I managed to rig up. Yeah, whatever. I'll go with it. It's one of the more nonsensical aspects of the episode. I don't know. I feel like if you're going to start. There are. There are bigger nits to pick yeah. <laughs> than that um, but yeah so they, they capture themselves the Toclophane yeah so back on board the ship Martha's family 
and just vowing to kill the master. Yeah. And back on Earth, Professor Doherty opens up the sphere. And this is where we get the revelation of who the Toclophane are. Yeah. So, going back to the episode Utopia. Yes. The master was luring... He was the one that was sending the signal, luring people to Utopia. Yes. When they got there, he was converting them into Toclophane. Yeah. To send them back in time to become his army. Yeah, pretty much. Right. And the reason that he had to do that was, if you remember, in the first episode, the Doctor says, when he, when he, the, the Master is escaping uh, from the planet we see in Utopia, um, he fuses the TARDIS's coordinates. He can't stop it altogether, but he basically sets it so the only place it can go is present day for us, Earth, and that period at the end of the world. So yeah. those are its two points that it can ping back and to from. So the master was using the resources that he had available to him. Yeah, because the TARDIS is powerful enough to sustain the paradox of future humans yes. killing past humans. Yes, without... the future humans wouldn't be born, Yeah, but the TARDIS could overcome that. Yes. And to celebrate all this new information, Tom just shoots the Toclophane in its head. Because yeah. it is just a head in a ball, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah, and specifically because the mo- the, rev- the moment of revelation is it it flashes back to that kid, mm-hmm. like who was checking off the refugees. Yeah, she so, says says something says, like Martha, the sky is littered with diamonds. The sky is made of diamonds, and I don't know if I mentioned this in the when we talked about Utopia, but that is such an RTDism that just puts me in mind of. Do you remember in the long game? Whenever anyone would ask about the the was it floor floor hundred or whatever, where they just say, "Oh, the walls are made of gold." Yeah. In the same way, how is it useful? Yeah. That the skies are made of diamonds. Diamond. How is that helpful to anyone? That just sounds impractical, certainly right. for air travel. Right. Imagine here's another hypothetical situation. Yeah. Uh, on the way home, went well. I shouldn't really say this because I don't. I wouldn't will it to happen. Yeah. But imagine there was a car accident. And, you know, you were given moments to live. And I yeah. said, oh, David, I can preserve you. You can either be a Cyberman, yeah. so you'd be alive, but you have no emotion. Or you can be a Toclophane. You can do whatever you want, but you're just a head in a football. Yeah, and you're a, you're a sort of weird, giggling, idiot child. Yeah, which would you go for? I mean, do I have to choose one? Because yeah. both are murderous robot creatures that would do more harm than good. Um, probably Simon because they seem easier to kill. Okay. So what, what I didn't tell you in that story is yeah. I'm a time lord, so I just rejuvenate myself. I come back yeah. handsome. Yeah. <laughs> who, who would you if you could if you could regenerate to any actor? Who would you regenerate into? Uh, are we saying any actor in the world or any doctor from? No, no, doctor? any actor in the world. So you're I'm assuming you're a separate time lord. So yeah. Um... I don't know why, but the first name that came in my head was Michael Clark Duncan. I don't think I know who that is. Michael Clark Duncan played Kingpin in the original Daredevil film. He was <laughs> right. he was the big yeah. guy in Green Mile. All right, yeah. Um, I don't know why he came into my head, but, but that's, I'll, that's I'll what he went with. with. Michael right. Clark Duncan. All right, the he was in made. Armageddon as well. All right, <laughs> really good good actor. He's dead now. Ah, oh. sad. Right. Martha says that Unit and Torchwood have made the ultimate defence, a gun that can permanently kill Time Lords. Yeah. It uses four chemicals, 
And Martha's got three of them. The last yeah. one's in London. They're all in nice bright, primary colours Yeah, it made well. me think of New Earth when you yeah. picked up on, oh, just bags of coloured water. Yeah. It just made me think of that. Yeah. So, they have to go across London. They know it's not safe. So Martha and Tom stop halfway at, like, a slave house. Yeah. Before the people are taken to work for the master. They're, They're just put just into like... these houses. Yeah. Um... As that happens, Professor Doherty calls the master basically just to snitch on Martha. Before she does, she demands for information about her son. Yes. So it's obvious that, you know, she's an intelligent person. The master is using her son as leverage, basically. Yeah. yeah. So. So shortly after that, the master appears. Mm-hmm. People can't believe he is down there. He doesn't walk the earth anymore. <laughs> Apparently he just, not. Just yeah. from above. Yeah. And he beckons Martha to face him. Yeah. Which she does. He uses the laser screwdriver. To destroy the bag containing the uh, the, the gun. Weapon. Yep. And then he uses it on Tom. Yeah. Well, cause, uh, because Tom is stupid enough to like get ready to shoot. Does he try shooting the master? He... Yeah, yeah, but does he have Martha's key? Do they agree so. on a plan no. where Martha... I don't think so. Maybe. Maybe. Does he just run out all guns? Bla- he definitely he does, does yeah. run out all guns yeah. blazing, but I don't know whether Martha gave him the key. Maybe he did, but either way, it doesn't make any difference. The master just lasers him. Right. So the master takes Martha to his aircraft carrier and takes her teleporter away. Yeah. And announces that Earth is going to go to war in three minutes. So Martha starts to laugh. The master's giving his big address yeah. of war Yeah. And Martha starts laughing. She tells the master that this is all a trick, a ruse. She knew that Professor Doherty would snitch on her and she'd use that situation to get here. Yeah. Okay. And she says that as she travelled the world, she spread the word of the doctor. So although she's heralded as this hero, she's saying, actually, it's not me. Someone else is going to save the world. Yeah. So basically the, the, uh, the, the gun with the chemicals, just a red herring. Yes, that was never the plan. Yeah, and what? And uh, and the doctor kind of underscores that by saying, uh, like, sort of like saying, like, you know, he sort of mocks the master, and says, as if I would ask her to kill. Yeah, you know. So, so we find out now what the doctor told Martha before yeah. she teleported away. He said, "Use the countdown." Yeah. So as she travelled the earth, she told everyone she met. But they needed to think a single word as the clock strikes zero. Yeah. As that happens, the people of the world begin to chant Doctor. And can I pause you there for one second and just say, I, I'm, I'm so glad that it was Martha in that situation and not me. Because Martha is a fantastically more intelligent person than me. If the Doctor had just whispered the words, use the countdown and left it at that. I would have had a fucking clue what to do. I would not for a second have thought, oh, what I need to do is to like spread like a like a like a prophet, like a disciple of the doctor. Especially because everyone saying the word doctor brings him back to life in a way we haven't seen happen before. No. no. (laughs) I can't imagine would work ever. It is I mean 
to call it a stretch is an understatement. <laughs> it is okay. So the the gobbledygook that the the doctor says is something lines of I've had a whole year to attune myself with the Archangel Network's matrices. Yes, that's right. Um, I'm sorry. What? Yeah, he just gets young again. I guess he was like meditating or something. So yeah, he just he gets young, and more than that, he's like. Not only the, the cage he's being because the Dobby Doctor is being kept in this little cage like a parrot cage mm-hmm. that just disintegrates. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> he he basically becomes angelic. He starts yeah. glowing yeah. in the same way Rose did. Yeah, he takes a laser a laser uh, screwdriver yeah. shot to the chest. Yeah, like it's nothing. Yeah, just like rebounds it off this like blue uh, ethereal force field surrounding yeah. him. I think he's floating. He yeah, is, yeah. yeah, he's not even, yeah. and yeah, it's just like we've pretty much at this point reached peak messianic doctor. Yeah, here he is basically just a Jesus-like figure, especially at this point. throughout the episode. He keeps saying, "I've only got one thing to say to you, to yeah. the master." Yeah, and when he approaches him, he says, "You know, I've got one thing to say to you. Yeah, I forgive you." Yeah. Um, so the Doctor and the Master teleport away. Jack yeah. goes to get the TARDIS, Paradox Machine. and This is just... We're basically, we're into running about again, aren't yeah, we? Now, yeah, now, I, I don't know if it's now. Yeah. And it might be slightly later. Yeah. I think when Jack's running about and yeah. some people approach him with guns and he's like, oh no, not again. Yeah. There's a bit where Jack is firing his gun yeah. and I have no idea what John Barrowman's facing up expression <laughs> like he's like gurning as he's firing <laughs> the gun you know ah uh, bless him uh, yeah uh, it's the first time I thought John Barrowman's not perfect <laughs> what a thing to discover yeah so the doctor explains that if the master was to go to war that would mean his own death yeah and he knows the master well enough that that's the one thing he would never do. Again, sort of referencing in the classic series how the the master's like one of his chief um, motivating things is cheating death. Right. Um, so time begins to reverse when Jack shoots the TARDIS. Yeah, the I, paradox is broken. It's a shame that I feel like they should have had to do more than just like just machine gun down the TARDIS. Yeah, it feels... especially like. What if it just doesn't yeah, work anymore? Exactly. It like it lacks finesse as a plan, doesn't it? <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So Time is reversing for everyone except for those on the Valiant. Yeah. So as the paradox is broken, the Doctor and the Master are back on the ship. Yeah. And Martha's family just plan to execute the Master. Yeah. You know, they know time's gone backwards. People in the world won't have... They call it the year that never was. Yeah. And only a select few people can remember this, some of them being Martha's family. Yeah. So they plan to execute him. Yes. And the doctor says, no, I need to keep him on the TARDIS. I'm going to... Does he sort of hint he wants to rehabilitate him? Yeah, he basically says, look... I've got someone to care for. Yes, yeah, because he says, I I was alone before, I'm not alone now. He's my responsibility. You know, he's a fellow Time Lord. And and, and I don't know... It's implied earlier, isn't it, in uh, the scenes that they were... Childhood friends, yes, effectively, and again, you know that is something from classic Who. Like they, f- the Doctor, we've seen the sort of no mercy, no second chances Doctor. In fact, yeah. he says in Christmas Invasion, no second chances on that yeah. kind of a man doesn't apply to the Master. 
No. The, he has given the master chance after chance after chance after chance, and he always will because he's his friend and he still has hope that he can get back to that sort of the friendship that they used to have. That's kind of the ratio that underpins yeah. everything that they do. Um, he doesn't get that chance because the master's wife shoots the master. Yeah, and I think we we haven't really mentioned yet, have we? And I, and I think it's worth acknowledging Lucy Saxon in pretty much every scene featuring the master throughout these episodes. She is there in the background, mm-hmm. and I think that what the actor the actor playing Lucy is, is she has to do so much without any lines. But if you watch her face, um, there is always, there is like this, this giddy, um, this sort of giddy, almost insanity at times to her face. Like 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 she's being swayed by this man and and being like, she's along for the ride. But then you see these, these glimmers of doubt and, and, and so on. And so I think it's a really interesting performance that she does given that she's given almost no dialogue over the course of these two episodes um but so, yeah so anyway and it culminates in this moment um you know the doctor has already forbidden martha's family for, to execute him despite and, and as well i will say you can understand why they take that approach yeah. again they've been enslaved by this man for a year yeah you know they've they're probably not feeling very forgiving no. at that moment um but yeah um Lucy Saxon makes the decision, shoots him. Yeah. So once shot, the master refuses to regenerate. The doctor's yeah. pleading with him. Yeah. And the master says, by not regenerating, he wins. Yeah. It's it's an act of spite, yeah. basically. Which is, you know, that's that I think is fantastic writing. That's an extraordinary character moment there. Um, and again, you know. David Tennant, bless him, giving like a hundred percent in his performance, lets out this sort of just agonised groan whilst mm. cradling his dead friend. So um, the next scene is the Doctor lighting a funeral pyre yeah. for the Master. Yeah, and we then are back in sort of present day Earth. Yeah, having our little sort of gentle coda. Uh, so we have Martha, who takes Professor Doherty some flowers. Professor Doherty doesn't recognise Martha, but Martha says, it's fine, I forgive you. Yeah. Um, Just sweet. Yeah, it's nice. The Doctor invites Jack along. I was mm-hmm. super excited. I was like, get Jack. Yeah. He's the hero. Yeah. Uh, but he says no. Uh, He's got Torchwood. Yeah. Got his own spin-off series to get back to. <laughs> so Doctor takes his teleporter away yeah. and says you know you don't need this anymore well, what he actually means is we don't have the budget for this in series 2 of Torchwood <laughs> yeah. so Jack salutes and says goodbye Yeah. he asks the doctor he says you know I know I can't die but what about ageing yeah. he says he's quite vain and back in the Beauchene Peninsula he used to be a poster boy and they used to call him the face of Bo there you go so all this time, my two favourite characters <laughs> have just been my one favourite character. Pretty much. Well, yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and obviously the, the Doctor and Martha, they, they react in just baffled disbelief. Yeah. I'm not sure how I feel about that. Mm. I think we're, we're, I'm going to save that for 
next episode, if that's all right. Yeah. Yeah. We can talk a bit more about that. It's a fun moment, though. Like, no, it, like it or not, it's it's certainly it's food for thought. Then Martha's bitch mum is less of a bitch. Yeah. And smiles at the doctor. The doctor goes in the TARDIS. Martha goes outside. And on her way to the TARDIS, just calls the hospital to see if Tom Milligan does work there. Mm-hmm. He says hello. And she just hangs up. Wasting NHS time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, Martha says that she needs to stay. She can't continue on with the Doctor. Her family saw half the world destroyed, and she needs to be there for them. Yeah. She's going to continue training to become a Doctor. Yeah. Uh, she says she spent a lot of the time with the Doctor feeling second best to Rose, but she worked out, actually, she saved the world, so she's pretty happy with her status yeah. now. Yeah. She just says, you know what? I am good. And you know what? She is. Good on you, Martha. But then... She also acknowledges that she's getting out. Yeah, I, and I like the way this plays out because she does. She does that little, all right, then cheerio, and she's mm. gone out the door, and then she just hesitates for a second, mm. and then goes back into the TARDIS. And you think maybe she's just had a second change of heart. Maybe she's. And what instead she does is she just blurts out this anecdote about yeah. her mate who was obsessed with someone. Um, who never looked who at never her. who never thought of her that way they were mates but that was it and you know and she kept saying to her look just get out and and she concludes so this is me getting out and you feel like when you look at David Tennant's face there it's like the pennies finally dropped yeah. for the first time the whole time they've been traveling together he's like oh she was expecting a different thing from this relationship yeah, yeah. so it's kind of bittersweet but you know you have to say fair play to Martha she's making the the choice that's probably best for her yes at this point yeah so then following this we get so she she, we should also mention she does give her the phone that the doctor rigged for her and says if that rings you come running and she her last words to the doctor is I'll see you again mister yeah so there you go so hopefully well I don't know hopefully Hopefully it's not the right word because I well, don't like her as much. Well, again, maybe something to talk about in the uh, next episode, the series uh, wrap-up. So we get the first of two endings here. Yeah. We cut back to the funeral pyre where the master was burnt. Yeah. And there's like a signet ring on the yeah. floor. It's got the Gallifrey markings on yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. The seal and of Rassilon. Is that what it's called? Yeah. And we see a woman's hand pick it up. I assume it's Mr. Saxon's wife. Yeah. And as she picks it up, we hear the voice of the master. Yeah. So in the same way as the chameleon arc, he's put his consciousness into this ring. Maybe. Who knows? I mean, he has, hasn't he? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe it's just a nice ring. I mean, it, it, it hints pretty heavily that's what's going nah, on. I think we're probably done with the master. I mean, great. one of the most iconic villains of classic Who. Bring him back for two episodes. Kill him, kill him, off. him off. Right. Sorted. Back on the TARDIS. The Doctor presses a button, getting ready to set sail. Yeah. Poor choice of words. <laughs> yeah. Because a boat smashes through the side of the TARDIS. Yeah. Not just any boat, it's the Titanic. <laughs> yeah. It, it mirrors the opening of Runaway Bride. Well, where... yeah, at the end of Series 2, where we get the, the, the reveal of Catherine Tate. Yeah. And it's in fact, it's the same lines of dialogue, same, delivered in the same tone. What? What? Yeah. 
there you go. And that's how it ends. Christmas special time. Christmas special on the Titanic. Yeah. Fun, fun, fun. Mm. So, um, but before we get to that, um, well, yeah, before, well, first of all, so there we go. That's end of series three. Yeah. How are you feeling? It's not the best series, is it? I mean, we've only seen three. Yeah. And, I think yeah. you struggle with it slightly more than me. But if, also, if you're coming in third place out yeah. of three. Uh, well, you know, again, uh, it's difficult to know. I feel, I feel like it's difficult to know what to say for next week and what to talk about now. But um, I feel like you've maybe soured me on this series a little more. I mean, one good episode. One good episode this series. Wow. You know, I think we'll, I'm going to leave it there. Because I think okay. we've got potentially a bit of an argument on our hands for next week. So, right. um, but but yeah, this has been it's been an interesting journey, if not a fun one. Yeah, you've got to take the rough with us, man. Indeed, that's that's Doctor Who in a nutshell. So, um, yeah, uh, before we get to Voyage of the Damned, which is the Christmas special, mm-hmm. um, we've got a couple of diversions next week. As I say, we've got our series three wrap-up episodes where we will really dig into the series as a whole how we feel about it i'll be letting you know my my definitive rankings for the for the series asking matt a few questions and uh jeremy having a bit of fun my top 10 won't take very long it's only got one in it <laughs> um and after that we're going to be dipping our toes into the world of the third doctor and i believe we're going to be watching the demons, because I've somehow managed to persuade you to, to watch a five-parter. Yeah, after Tomb of the Cybermen, yeah. I don't know how I feel. But you, you've agreed to it. We're set now. That's we'll what we're watching. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that, even if Matt isn't. <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, until next time, cheerio! Thanks very much for listening. Bye now. If you wish to contact us, our email address is timenorspacepod at gmail.com and on Twitter we are at timenorspacepod. And thank you to Alexander Urban for his smashing arrangement of the Doctor Who.